Ding dong, Marx is dead. Ding dong, communism is dead. Ding dong, socialism is dead. Ding dong, clause four is dead. And it is not coming back. The free market economy is the only show in town. And I'm afraid that violent economic centrifuge is operating on human beings who are already very far from equal in raw ability. Whatever you may think of the value of IQ tests, it is surely relevant to a conversation about equality that as many as 16% of our species have an IQ below 85, 2% have an IQ above 130. The income gap is getting wider than ever. And I stress, I don't believe that economic equality is possible. Indeed, some measure of inequality is essential. Welcome to Mandatory Redistribution Party. My name is Jack Evans. And I am Sean Morley. This week's episode is about the very bad justifications for our massively unequal society, central to which is the idea of, quote, skilled labour, unquote. The reason the people who put out the bins have less money than people who stamp loan applications with a big red stamp that says, denied, is because doing the stamp is a lot harder than doing the bin. <laughs> to be fair, leveraging debt onto like care homes and prisons and siphoning the profits to Luxembourg is like pretty tricky stuff. Uh, these people are very skilled. Well, you should see how heavy some of the stuff I throw away is. I also explain why IQ is fucked. If you want to reward our skills, you can sign up to our Patreon on patreon.com slash mandatory redistribution party, where you can connect our well-being to your bank balance. Oh my lord. Uh, if you are unable to do this, or you don't want to, uh, please alternatively consider leaving us a review or sharing this episode on social media. Thank you, friends. Please enjoy consuming this content. Sean Morley, what is your most lucrative skill? Emails. Well-structured emails. Do you know what? You do write a good email. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm very email neurotic, uh-huh. but um, I think almost all creative jobs, yeah. there's one skill. And it's emails. <laughs> You're an yeah. illustrator. Your income is related to your ability to send an email. <laughs> Comedy, emails. You're a director. Well, if you're a not big director, creative. maybe not. You might be a fax machine. But like, if you're a budding <laughs> director of indie movies, emails. Any freelancing, emails. Emails. Yeah. It's more important to your income than how good you are at that discipline. I've seen some horror show emails. I don't like the use of emojis in emails in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. And I'm not usually one to bandy around the concept of unprofessional. You, Can you, know, you imagine like, if you, know, you admitted that now? Someone, <laughs> you know if a manager, imagine. Imagine someone send, a, a, a manager sending you a passively aggressive thing yeah. to remind you to do a thing that you'd already, you know, you'd already done yeah. and they'd not fucking paid attention to or something. It's got an exclamation point at the end of the thing 
to almost make the request, you know, a demand of a boss on a worker to make it like, <laughs> exclamation point, that's quite bad. And then immediately followed by the dead-eyed smiling emoji. You know, yeah. not not the full mouth, not like crying laughing face. I would, if a manager deployed crying laughing face or like the wacky, <laughs> the wacky emoji. Yeah, after upside a, down smile yeah, blushing. <laughs> like I would actually, it would go right to the background and I'd be like, that's actually good. Promotion. Yeah, pr- yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, your employee, I'm going to lobby for you to be promoted. Yeah. I'm going to email your yeah. boss. I'm going to email your boss and just pay, copy paste this email. And go, yeah. Can you just see the quality that your work, your middle managers are delivering here in terms of emoji game but like yeah they requested a thing i'd already emailed them and they put the monkey's head in hands after it oh that's not good and that's big that's like big middle class facebook mum kind of energy i, yes. I get off yeah. that yeah. yeah the worst emoji use that i get or have gotten uh-huh. i think is well, it's not an actual emoji, but it's the proper emoticon. And they've done uh, the smiley face, but they've inserted a nose. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Someone inserting a nose. And not even the minor symbol long nose. Yeah. I think it was a lowercase O circular clown nose. Oh, wow. Absolutely no place for it. And actually, now that I've begun that story, I've remembered who sent me that, and they've gone to jail for a very bad crime. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. Can I, is it to talk about on the podcast or and move on uh yeah okay just a bad crime that, no, that noise think top three it's yeah, up there. It's in there yeah okay um one of the it wasn't an emoji but i had an email from a promoter once who just i don't even think runs gigs anymore in about 2015 when i mm-hmm. asked them about owed money and i got a um you know the sort of arms up shrugging not the emoji but it's like an ascii oh it's like an ascii <laughs> an ascii shrug <laughs> it yeah. was it wasn't just that they did like explain but then it ended with that and i was like that oh, has wow. that has undermined yeah i'm asking for late fees and you've given me that kind of japanese kirby throwing a table upside down complicated <laughs> ascii <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually do you know what if middle managers start using ascii i'm actually fine with that <laughs> yeah if they've given you a report right about like what's going to be happening in the next term or what's coming up in q2 but at the top is this massive like game faqs <laughs> rendering of like them stood next to the company logo it's like i'm in yeah i'm gonna kpis are gonna be hit this year <laughs> i will do anything you want yeah i will kill <laughs> so yeah i think it is uh, yeah number uh, one skill emails. yeah that's a fair answer what is your most lucrative skill i emails? think like i will put i will put numbers down on this yeah the year that i learned to stop saying sorry at the beginning and end of the email <laughs> i think that was it like my yearly income went up by at least a grand <laughs> <laughs> that is hard though <laughs> it's really that hard really hard freelancers please listen to me no son- go through always do a second pass to remove the stories yeah you've got to go in with confidence yeah it isn't it isn't the email is not just communication it's just advertising you're advertising yourself this week i emailed someone to ask to pay them to do something to commission something from them and i still apologized in it (laughs) 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 what have i got to apologize for (laughs) i'm sorry i'm offering you work so sorry so sorry (laughs) so sorry i admire your work i want to pay you to make more (laughs) (laughs) so you should be what skill do you think is your least lucrative that still counts as a skill like what skill would you never put on a cv okay so something that like i am definitely skilled at people would uh, like 
Uh-huh. You, you can do that. Yeah. I'm really hoping at some point memes become monetizable. Yeah. Although actually, scratch that. I've sort of have no scratch that from the record because yeah. actually yeah. I have I have okay. monetized. Yeah, that. you have monetized memes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. What have I got then? Um... Speed running games in my teens. I could I could do a I could do Resident Evil GameCube remake. Jill in like hour thirty five. Speed runs are monetizable now. I know. I know yeah. it's annoying. I wish I um I don't think I retain any of my muscle memory. The run will have changed, you know, like whatever you had yeah, then is going to be different. Yeah, yeah. But I think one time in my in my uh student house we looked up scores we were getting on SSX Tricky mm. on like whatever website it is that has Twin Galaxies. World records. Yeah, it was I think it was Twin Galaxies. And we were like, "Holy shit, we have high scores." And I I think somewhere I've still got the PS2 memory card that has those high scores on but it wouldn't you would you have to um actually video yourself doing it yeah. it isn't just a save with the high score on um yeah. so pretty but com- now perhaps useful my legacy speed running skills i would not be able to uh get them up to either the, the knowledge base of the current speed running and or ssx yeah. high score community or the i love that that my notion that that's i'm going to check and see if people are still playing ssx on switch <laughs> there will be for everything there's at least something i you know because i started doing some streaming because that's all i have oh, yeah. i've oh been playing loads God. of obscure games and quite often like the one guy who speed runs it will pop in and it's really annoying actually because yeah. i'm playing through it like just go this game sounded fun. really weird or yeah. this is a game from my childhood and someone will pop in and go do you know you could do this route and this route and this route and i'm like hey hang on <laughs> I've not played this before. Leave me alone. Well, and it also, if you wanted to do that, you could just alt-tab and go on to whatever game's wiki. Yeah. And that's that's boring. Like, people don't understand. There's, they're two different things, I suppose, speedrunning a game and playing a game. And having but, fun. But so, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, maybe my premise is that that's my, my joke answer to a skill. Like, why would you put that on your CV? Yeah. But actually, it's it, it, maybe you should now. My downtime, I spend as intensely as my uptime. Oh, and yeah. so I gather a Same. lot of useless skills for fun. And because I do comedy, and that's something like I started doing for fun, but then sort of became a job, and a lot of things I started off as fun become a job. And I realised, like, if you monetize all your hobbies, you put them into capitalism, yeah. and you kind of get alienated from the thing that once brought you joy. I now, like, I'm old yeah. enough to be like, if I'm doing something <laughs> yeah. that's, like, fun yeah. and I enjoy it, I really have to be like, Sean, don't you dare earn any money from this. <laughs> don't you dare accidentally get paid for this, because it will alienate yeah, yeah, you from yeah, yeah. You won't relax when you play it now. It's nuts. Because a thing that you get hammered home from by the middle class messaging in the education mm. system is, you know, like study subjects you enjoy and then you can make money doing something you enjoy. And, and it, you know, the idea of making money doing something you enjoy is, you know, like something to aspi- aspire to. But the line between, I think if I think if I did start playing games on Twitch or something, it would radically reduce I can't, my you know, you, enjoyment. I, I look at people who they, they stream like six days a week and they're just playing video games. And like me, when I was nine years old, I'd be like, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, me yeah, looking yeah, at yeah. that lifestyle now and being like, I'm wor- I'm instantly worried about your mental and physical health. Well, and it's, and it's, and it's even worse as well because all of these mm. types of jobs, you know, like content creator, you're completely beholden to the audience and de facto yeah. both the audience and you yourself become your boss so if you're like oh i'm feeling a bit sick you can't call sick and to work because you're phoning the boss in your head wow, that is you and you're going to tell yourself to get on with it so <laughs> you, i i'm i'm i feel lucky that i'm still as much as teaching in this current situation is completely fucked like i'm glad i've not had to pivot to live 
to this, you know, online content creation stuff because it does do your head. It does your head in, right? Because every single skill, you know, like I'm, I, I, I'm the same as you. I have, you know, this absolute grab bag of skills from doing comedy and being yeah. like this gig economy co comedy person of like, you know, so I, you have to think about, okay, yeah, you can write jokes, but it's also performance. It's also marketing. It's also graphic design. It's also video editing. It's also audio editing, all of these plates that you have to spin. But so as we're, we're recording this, but ye olde mandos, we would physically record it in the same room, but we're recording this streamed now, obviously because of the plague. So I'm talking to Sean, but I'm, I'm, I, I'm talking to Sean in his mm -hmm. bedroom but i'm also talking to sean where he works we are when we were fully locked down i taught for three months in the same way and it's horrible it, you don't you don't you know it's not it's not working yeah. from home it's like you wake up and you're just in your workplace the thing that would would stop me just working from home yeah was doing gigs uh, right yeah, i would yeah, travel yeah. the entire country yeah and i'd go <laughs> yeah. off and have adventures and when i got home i was glad to be home yeah same yeah, because yeah, i've yeah, gone yeah. and spent three days somewhere i've yeah, just traveled from here to there and mm. yeah i'm just living on the megabus or you know I, i'd often clump together some gigs in london and i'd travel down to london i'd stay there for a while and i'd travel all around and i'd go back up that's what gave me coronavirus by the way <laughs> 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 honoring my gig commitments around March. <laughs> being like, we still on? We still on? And like, I'm yeah. I'm MC in a gig being like, this oh, should I be on this stage? <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Um so but now I'm just here. There is an idea you can do a commute and you just go out of your house, wander <laughs> around and then come back. And now I'm at work. That and then you do not, the same. Who does that trick? Oh, yeah, I know people who do it, but I can't. I won't that, do it. Well, yeah, it wouldn't work for me. I have this really horrible mask. So, uh, <laughs> do you know so the one I mean? That wasn't an edit. Sean just said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in fact, it, the edit you might hear is Jack cutting that out. When <laughs> don't think it's in. But, um, well, I had this thing where, like, working became a lot harder because I was never yeah. leaving the house, right? I'm uh, just in here. Yeah. And I kept thinking, I need to delineate really clearly between yeah. work and not work. Yeah. And I can do it by hours, but it's not useful for me because I actually have loads of commitments in the evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got commitments at random times, so I yeah. can't just set office hours, and that's yeah. not practical anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I'd love is, like, you know, like in a, a radio booth, they've got, like, on-air, off-air. Ah. And, like, I could conceivably, like, flip a switch, but I'm not going to buy a piece of hardware to flip a switch because... Yeah. It just seems wasteful. I'm not going to wall mount a radio light. So I was thinking about getting, this, you know, this, as a this, Twitch guy, that sounds like something that would be in the background of a Twitch guy's. Yeah, you've got to buy a lot of neon. I've got to get a green screen <laughs> or a lot of neon and weird furniture that you don't like or use, but like yeah, makes yeah, you yeah. seem it, yeah. it bolsters your brand and must, as blurred out background. And even though you're working on a computer which should be kept as cool as possible, you, what you want to do is have stuff in your room that increases its temperature by 20 degrees Celsius, if possible. Yeah, just op <laughs> open flames. It should look like a Ramstein concert in your. Bedroom, <laughs> but yeah, I this won't work entirely for the podcast because yeah. it's a visual item. But you know, yeah. that absolutely horrible papier mache mask mm -hmm. that I had for my 2018 show that's like still got some soy sauce, soy sauce stains on it. It's a Barnaby J. Thompson, right? It is a yeah, uh, yeah soft mongoose yeah. original. Uh -huh. It is a horrific, featureless mask uh -huh. that I wore for a horror section in the comedy show in 2018. Oh, is it the soup mask? Yeah, oh, I said that as if yeah. that would be helpful to the listener. Help me, it'll be helpful to some of them. Yeah, to some people, they were like, <laughs> I remember the suit mask. I saw that show. And I thought about it. Like, I haven't employed it yet, but I'm hovering around this idea that I mount the mask on top of my monitor and call it my boss. <laughs> <laughs> 
that is so- fucked. That is fucked. Let's explain why that's fucked. That face, like the the, the, the we can the, include the, it in the uh, art for the this mask. Episode. The mask that Sean wears. The point in that of the show. That that mask, and when he's saying it, he's got like a. a a, is it is it a pre-recorded thing of you saying, "Oh, it was just soup. It was yeah. just soup." Because he goes around trying to offer this this bag of soup that he's made look completely rancid. With but food you don't coloring. know it's soup. I yeah, learned that soup, if you, you decontextualize soup yeah, from the yeah, tin, yeah, yeah. it's just this goo. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's you know you you experiment with it to make it look very horrible, so people wouldn't say yes that they wanted some soup. So it's designed. The situation is designed that he offers the audience a rancid looking liquid that has in fact just mushroom soup. They no one wants it unsurprisingly and then this sends you know sean within the show into a sort of meltdown where the lights pretty much black out um apart from you can see sean pacing up and down the stage in this featureless mask with like his own internal anxiety monologue going it was just soup it was just soup the mask represents sean's bleakest headspace the mask represents a panic attack yeah the mask represents a panic attack right and you're like oh yeah i'm gonna mount this this fucking physical manifestation of the my worst headspace of my and, own panic and attacks. make it my boss so well i kept thinking i'd listen to that guy wouldn't i i can't yeah. mount like a, i can't mount like a beanie baby or like a little i've got like a little stuffed bear i'm yeah, not gonna listen to that yeah, if it tells me to get back to work i'll listen yeah, to my panic exactly, attacks yeah, you'll be taking your own breaks yeah okay maybe it's healthy then uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot back to you've got to pivot back. I'm gonna pivot back <laughs> about uh, sk- skills, the place of skills in uh, in in our economy and in our society. So these are some skills that, I, as a teacher, I'm supposed to make sure I teach students. So they're ready to be employable as in, you know, because obviously ed- what education's for guys is to make sure you have the most potential to make someone else profit uh, as possible. These are the things the employers want. So let's, should we think about if we've got number one, business acumen slash commercial awareness? No. Possibly your email game suggests this. There's been lots of creative projects where I have put all of my effort into making the 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 product good right the show yeah. good and you lots quickly of people, learn this is the incorrect move yeah and lots of people are like you know you could do this like this and make a lot more money and i'm like oh, i don't have time for that because i've allocated all my time towards this very difficult production <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. making money from it in some ways like always an afterthought yeah yeah yeah. because it makes me feel bad <laughs> thinking about money makes me feel bad and ill and it makes the work you want to do because you enjoy making the cool thing it just completely, if someone says to you, oh, you could make more money if you just did this, then like, yeah, yeah, but I don't want to do that. I want to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, that, yeah. I'm but whenever like, you, whenever you have a that. sit down with an agent, they always go like, well, what do you want an agent for? Like they want to like work yeah, out what yeah, it is yeah, you yeah. want. And I, and I, I never know how to say like, <laughs> because everything I'd ask you to do is all like the evil stuff I don't want to think about. Yeah. <laughs> but I want you to like get me money from my work without me having to think about the horrible stuff you have to do. I want to externalize the worst aspects of this job to you <laughs> yeah. and make you do it. So, you know, we lot, uh, we, uh, creatives complain about agents, but in that sense, that's, you know... <laughs> That's quite yeah. good. There's an not evil a job part of my do. job and I want to outsource it to someone yeah. who is simultaneously working for me and my boss <laughs> <laughs> in an unclear relationship that we never <laughs> define. Communication. That's that's the next skill. Mm. 
verbal and written. Yeah, I've got that in spades. Uh, Looking to go. Yeah, you could, we're smashing that. Teamwork. Ups and downs. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I'm always suspicious when employers say that. I think teamwork, when employers ask for it, means do what you're told. Compliance. Yeah, yeah it means compliance. And I, I think as well, communication probably means not talking back. No, knowing how to knowing talk to a not, manager. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it should also mean like for emoji use. Negotiation and persuasion. Presumably not negotiation for better paying conditions, right? It's, it's being subject to negotiation. <laughs> yeah. Problem solving. Not solving no. the problem of capitalism. I, I've never done that. <laughs> I love the, um, you know, that sort of uh, all creativity is just problem solving. And I love these guys that break down joke writing into this system oh, where you're like you're like yeah. okay guys i worked on uh, the jimmy yeah. jim john radio show doing jokes for 15 <laughs> years and it was my day job so here's what you do you get a excel spreadsheet and you go on the news you go on the popular news website and you find all the things and there's a news story about shoes so i type shoes in and then I type all the different types. Just type about shoes, as many things as you can type. Feet. Okay, I've gone on your British news and I've seen this John Prescott. Drills. What do we got? What He's else? fat. <laughs> what else do we got? We don't need anything else. Then you write 1,000 jokes. You get them sent off. You will get airtime for two of them. <laughs> and that's it's just a numbers game. <laughs> yeah. This is just science. And you're like, why did you want to do comedy in the first place? Yeah. Is this what you wanted to do? Do you ever have the moment where, like, do you ever check your behaviours, yeah. especially as someone who, like, partially got live a dream? Yeah. Actually, I don't think my dream was ever doing comedy. I don't think I wanted to do that as a child. But let's, do you ever check your behaviours <laughs> against, like, what would your child self think of them? And if I think my child self would hate it and me for doing it, it does give me pause for thought. I use that. Not child self, because I think my chi my proper child self was a complete moron, mm -hmm. but maybe like 15-year-old self. Oh, I think he was a moron, but I also think he was so virulently anarcho-jack that he's got, he's got good ethics. I would hate mm. the prick if I knew him now. <laughs> my past self i would I, I, think, I think as i go younger as i go younger i think i become more trustworthy but also stupider so there's a real there's a real trade-off there nine i think maybe opt optimal guidance i reckon my nine-year-old jack probably thought like cops were good or something um right he sounds like he's an idiot L leadership mm. The closest thing I have to leadership is going, listen, when like things are actually happening, I'm going to get really stressed with all of you and I'll apologise afterwards. <laughs> That's my leadership. Yeah. Organisation? No. 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 Well, yeah. Organisation. This is a lot of, a lot of things that are labelled skills, um, you know, employability skills. So much of it is like the two things of compliance and being neurotypical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be and normal while quiet. <laughs> perseverance, ability to work under pressure. I feel so, like I'm so like just... I feel like I'm interviewing you for a job now. I don't know what the mm. job would be. I don't know what I would employ you as. I'm going to employ you to work on an oil rig as yeah. my as my friend. <laughs> well, prepare to get sea landed, friend or no friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no social relationships are going to stop me from sea landing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, computer skills. Got them. You can make memes, yeah. mate. All employees want that. And the, the big one, the tip of the iceberg, resilience. What's the difference between resilience and perseverance? Yeah, good question. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> I'm hired. <laughs> I'm not completely sure, but they are separated out in this arbitrary list I found. 
my my view of resilience is that what it means is as we make your pain conditions worse you don't kick off <laughs> yeah you will accept the well-being email we send out as that you you now have well-being so it's done so you just stop moaning every time we cut your real pay by 10 percent you will get enough ASCII art to placate you. <laughs> you know the phrase low paid, not low skilled, which is like a, a left wing yeah. defense of workers labeled low skilled by this idea that there's skilled jobs and there's unskilled jobs. Yeah. I think it might be a dead end. Um, and that's that's what I wanted to kind of talk about. Is it because you're sort of reacting to the frame that's been set around skill? Because if you, if you go back to them and go, actually, we agree these things are skilled, it's like, I mean, it's just yeah. what happens in the media circus, yeah. right? That yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the right will say something and it gets fed through tabloids and the left go, actually, the real scroungers are these people. It's like, hang on, why are we talking about scrounging? Yeah, yeah, why yeah, are yeah. you guys talking about scrounging? <laughs> and so people go, there's skilled people and there aren't skilled people yep. and the unskilled people are these people. And the left go, actually, we think it's these people as well. And then it's like, why are we talking about skill? Why are we talking about meritocracy? What's going on? Yeah, you know, they react to things like, if the capitalists say, oh, we pay all these millions in tax and then they react to it and go, oh, but actually as a proportion of their income, mm. working class people and middle class people pay more tax. No, no, no. You're in their frame. Or saying, um, oh, it, actually immigrants. Yeah, they contribute to the economy. Okay, but even if they didn't, they shouldn't drown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're in the right wing frame. So they will win because you're playing mm. in their structure. That is exactly why I don't like the skill thing. Because basically what it says, it takes the premise that you should be sort of respected more or paid more or have better paying conditions mm. because you're skilled yeah it's 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 accepting the premise that skill relates in any fucking way to how you're rewarded in the system that we have currently do you know there's a germ of something right because obviously where we want to end up is going listen we don't want skill equals merit and merit equals more pay and that's how we stratify who gets yeah, to have yeah, nice yeah, yeah, living yeah. conditions but there is a germ in talking about skill in talking about all the things that people do that don't get any kind of acknowledgement. Like you can talk about Absolutely. emotional labor, you can talk about reproductive labor, you can talk about all the things that don't like you can you if you want to talk about skill, let's talk about like gendered labor and you can have it out on those terms. But we don't just want to be like cleaning is also hard. Yeah, of course cleaning is also <laughs> every hard, fucking but we're not job. Gonna do, every yeah. job is skilled. This is the thing. Every job is skilled, but how skill is defined and what is skilled and unskilled is defined by the fucking capitalists. So that's yeah. why, obviously, emotional labor is is a, a skill. But and think how much emotional labor. So emotional labor employed outside the workplace and emotional labor employed by people doing social work or care work, mm. like. And then it's and then it's devalued in the workplace because the people who do care work. You know, it tends to be, you know, more often than not, it's women, and then and then because that emotional labour, as a, which is a fucking skill, mm. is devalued because of its association with people that are devalued in society anyway. So they become labelled as low skilled jobs. Like it's a two it's a two pronged thing of like, I reject the concept, I reject the idea of low skilled jobs because I think all jobs are skilled, and I also think that the frame of of trying to go ah but this job is actually skilled specifically mm. as an organizing thing as a way to convince people or bring about policy change yeah. is also bad <laughs> because what the right have always needed is some kind of virtue yep. to link to merit to yep. then reverse engineer this yeah, is why yeah, these yeah, people yeah, get yeah, paid yeah. an absolute ton yeah. and this is why you get paid the amount you get paid because you're not very good 
across this one measurable way. <laughs> the reason you don't want to do that is because no matter what trait you pick, yeah. there's going to be someone who doesn't have it, and yeah. they don't yeah. deserve to starve as well. Right? So <laughs> no one deserves to just be homeless and live on the street, no yeah. matter what they're like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like social mobility. Oh, we need to improve social mobility. Do we fuck? A hierarchy does not become just once you can move up and down it according to some fucking mm. made-up metric that you've got. Fuck that. I don't believe that economic equality is possible. Indeed, some measure of inequality is essential. In the UK, the richest 0.1%, that's about 66,000 people, control 9% of total wealth. That's the same as the poorest 50%, about 33 million people. Like medieval monarchs ruling by divine right, the rich need a mythology to convince us peasants not to just take all their stuff, what with there being just, like, loads more of us. The divine right of our kings is social mobility, meritocracy, in the US, the American dream. The idea that the right cocktail of talent and hard graft can make anyone a billionaire. The rich are rich because they're smart, they're hardworking, they deserve it. The poor, therefore, are poor because they're either thick, lazy, or both. It's not impossible to rise to the top. Take Jim Ratcliffe, the individual richest British person, born on a council estate in Manchester. This guy's net worth is estimated at 24 billion pounds. If you worked a full-time job on the UK minimum wage, you too could have 24 billion pounds if you worked for 1,571,812 years. What does Jim Ratcliffe do to get such wealth? Let's take a gander at Jimmy's CV. His first job was at the planet-suffocating and human rights-violating oil company ExxonMobil. Then he went to US private equity group Advent International, which made big bucks from such savvy financial moves as investing in Poundland, DFS, and the collapse of the Soviet bloc. Jim then combined his private equity and petrochemical skills to build his own company, uh, Ineos? Ineos? It's spelled I-N-E-O-S. I don't know how to pronounce that. Old Jimmy Ratcliffe doesn't say much, kind of stays out of the public eye, but it's clear he's a pretty smart guy. For example, in 2019, he kicked off about the UK regulations on fracking that said that you've got to stop fracking when it causes an earthquake, uh, specifically saying, I think the government has been pathetic on the subject. He has also shown his skills and intellect by choosing to live in Monaco, where income tax is, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist. Listen, yeah, you. Listen up, Mando's listener. Put the dumbbells down for a second and stop looking at your little drawing of uh, Malcolm X. I know you. I know the type of person listening to this leftist propaganda. This swill. You're all the same. You're like me. You're trapped. Trapped by the socialist victim mindset. The only thing standing between you and 24 billion quids is your mindset. If you really put your mind to it and enter two of the most toxic industries on earth, private equity firms and petrochemical industries, you too might be able to become so rich, a pharaoh wouldn't believe it. A pharaoh wouldn't even understand it. You could tell a pharaoh, I have made 24 billion pounds in the petrochemical industry. And they wouldn't know what the fuck you were talking about. There are plenty of billionaires who seem thick as day old custard. But Jim Ratcliffe, at least, seems to be pretty smart. Trouble is, he's applied that smartness to extracting wealth from the planet while also poisoning it. No matter how intelligent you have to be to succeed doing that, that seems pretty stupid. It also doesn't seem like something you should be rewarded thousands and thousands and thousands of times more than someone who cleans the floors at Tesco for. 
Our current economic system does not reward skill or intelligence or hard work. It rewards profit. It doesn't reward work. It rewards ownership. Key workers, essential workers, people who will never have Ratcliffe's wealth, came to centre stage at the start of the pandemic. It became crystal clear, if it wasn't before, whose work is essential. And often, those doing the most important work, the most socially valuable work, were doing so for very little reward. It doesn't really matter if these workers are skilled or not. What matters is their work has social value. A lot of work that has social value isn't even paid work. But the mythology of capitalism suggests not only that inequality is inevitable, not only that it's necessary, but that it's just. That's why Johnson's defense of inequality moved immediately to IQ. It is surely relevant to a conversation about equality that as many as 16% of our species have an IQ below 85, 2% have an IQ above 130. IQ, which stands for intelligence quotient, is a way people try to objectify the subjective and complex thing we call intelligence. They don't care about creativity or emotional intelligence or any of that hippie bullshit. Uh, you can also practice and get better and better these IQ tests, and also they're distorted by the cultural background of the people who design them. They're flawed, right? IQ tests are flawed. They're also a little bit eugenics-y. I don't think, though, that Johnson is quite suggesting that capitalism just ranks people by IQ, then gives you a kind of corresponding number of pounds. But he is bringing it up to suggest some natural, inevitable quality to inequality that capitalism simply reflects. So let's assume IQ is fine, even though it is fucked, and see what its relationship to poverty is. In their book, Scarcity, behavioural economist Sendhil Malenathan and psychologist Eldar Shafir show a lot of evidence that rather than a low IQ keeping you in poverty, the experience of poverty lowers your IQ. Basically, being poor is so rough, the mental energy required to make the moment-to-moment -moment decisions you've got to limits your cognitive function in a similar way to like sleep deprivation or alcoholism. Right, for example, Malenathan and Shafir did a study in rural India where after the harvest, sugarcane farmers get over half their annual income in one big chunk. So what that basically means is for that bit of the year, they're fine, but then as the year goes on, and when you're further away from that big harvest windfall, things get rough. They did cognitive tests at both times, when they had money, when they didn't, when they were secure and when they weren't, and they found the exact same farmers, so the same people, did worse when they had less money. Florida's IQ is basically what they're showing is that poverty lowers it. They go as far as to call this a cognitive tax. So two conclusions before we get back to mine and Sean's convo. Number one, capitalism does not reward smart people by making them rich. In a lot of cases, the poverty capitalism sustains stops us from fulfilling our potential. Poverty stops people from being as smart as they could be. Secondly, while it is possible for a poor person to become a billionaire in very, very rare cases, and maybe this can represent a certain kind of skill or intelligence, if you use your skill and intelligence to become a billionaire, you haven't helped people. You found a way to extract profit from the work of others, maybe even destroying our environment while you're at it. We talk about bullshit jobs and there's jobs that don't help the economy, they just keep people trapped in work because we can't think beyond the paradigm yeah. of go to work and that's why we can justify you having any money, yeah, yeah, otherwise yeah. you should starve. Like, bullshit jobs often have a lot more prestige connected to them. Yeah, yeah, like, people yeah. do marketing, people do business law, people whose job is just to argue against the other... Like, this firm has brought someone to argue around the place, and now we need one in our firm to beat that guy. M marketing and sales directors is one of the top-paying jobs in the UK. Mm. Like, marketing sales directors on, like, an average of about £93,000. 
Yeah. And all they do is create needs that weren't there before. So they yeah. try to make you want a thing you didn't originally want. So you will buy it. And this, you know, this is the whole, I mean, we're getting into a whole bigger conversation here about capitalism being an, an efficient economic model. Yeah. Of course it's not. But the richest people in the UK, if you just go on the Times Rich list, the reason they're wealthy is that they own things. No, I think because of the, I think in 2020, the richest guy is James Dyson, who came up, you know, some one vacuum thing. But I think most of his money is still in just owning. Owning A, means of production, and B, property. Yeah, you just, I mean, you, you just maintain and receive wealth by owning a thing, and the thing just gives you more money and then you buy a new thing yeah. that, that gives you more money. It's, it's, not, a, it's, it's not a skill. And it's, and it's yeah. bizarre because they try to, the premise is, they try to use the idea of skilled and unskilled labor. It's linked to, like you say, this idea of meritocracy, that mm. skill is rewarded, but skill isn't rewarded. Ownership is rewarded. And any skills mm. that are rewarded, say you were skilled at, for example, marketing, you're skilled at something that isn't socially useful. Like yeah. you could be, you might be really good at marketing because you're very good at kind of finding out what people want and also, and maybe art. And those are skills, but using them to sell like Febreze for dogs or some shit. You are only needed because other people have it, right? If someone's yeah. got a sales director, you need a sales director as well. And then everything creeps up. So all businesses end up with this bloat because they're like, oh, we don't have like this managing director who's going to come and revolutionize yeah. where we do it. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. have one. So there's this incredible, it's a Philip K. Dick short story yeah. that I really love. It's just, you know, how it's sort of set in that like 1950s future, sort of like a fallout universe. Yeah. Um, and there's one where everyone has a robot nanny, right? Yeah. So that becomes normalized. Everyone yeah. has a nanny who helps them look after their kids uh -huh. and while well, you go off to work. And that's yeah. all done by robots now. However, one day they're out in the park and someone else's nanny kind of produces this kind of Sir Killalot style mace uh. and then just kills another nanny. It's like, oh, our kid's got no nanny now. And it witnessed the death of their nanny. So then when they go back to the shop where you buy the nannies, they're like, yeah, do you want any weapons attached to yours? Like, what, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, some have got weapons, so you need weapons on yours if yours is going to survive out in the park now. And the story just follows this like line as the nannies become more and more militarised and just start waging war on each other. But everyone has to get stronger and stronger nannies. <laughs> Otherwise, no one's going to look after your kid. <laughs> wow. And that's the bloat, like more jobs get added and they're kind of not that helpful. And one thing we've learned as well is that those jobs have prestige, mm. but for most people who are, whose jobs are absolutely necessary, like doctors and nurses, yeah. we think maybe they should be paid more, they should have more prestige, but there's loads of jobs where even you don't have the luxury of thinking uh -huh. it's helpful. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. work on a shop checkout, yeah, yeah. you're not going to think, I'm really helping my community. Yeah, you're not uh -huh. going to think that. You're no, like... No, no. No, oh, that's just what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. You you don't get paid in line with the worth of yeah, your job yeah, or how yeah, much yeah. it helps, but you don't even get the credit for how socially <laughs> useful it is. Ah, uh, it's disgusting. I mean, that's not even getting into how skilled and unskilled is framed with like immigration law and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, right. But it's 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 a total nonsense. Skilled and unskilled jobs, and and also with the rope with the robot thing, it's it's. It's education, 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 right? The the Blair line from the nineties of yeah. we just the, the 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 assumption is everything, all manual labor is going to be outsourced. Mm -hmm. So globalization and automation will mean that the global north is just going to be left with high skilled jobs. Yeah. So what we need to do 
in our 90s mindset is make sure everyone's got a degree because everyone's just going to be doing these so-called high skill jobs. And that was, yeah. you know, at one point that was, that's basically what high skill meant is it required a degree to do, right? Mm-hmm. But they didn't, they, that's not what happened. They didn't outsource all of the jobs. Like there's plenty of low paid jobs remain, but they're just service sector jobs or care yeah. jobs, or there's loads of work still here that needs to be done because it's socially necessary in healthcare and social care and education. And, and like you say, retail mm. or, you know, driving trucks to move things between retail spaces yeah, um, we've got a humongous hospitality, hospitality. economy. Yeah. Right, yeah. All of those things are really, really important. But the idea that you just need to skill yourself up and if everyone skills themselves up enough, then no one will have to do any of those jobs because we'll, they'll all be like, everyone can be rich because they're all skilled enough. Yeah, it's like, everyone's no, a lawyer socially... and no one cleans the office. What what world is this? Yeah, they're socially necessary jobs. So like, but the, but the education, you know, like as many people getting a degree as possible, like the, the way it's been linked, everyone being as educated as possible is fantastic. And lifelong education for the purpose of learning should be available to all simply for the purpose of learning and furthering human knowledge and understanding. But the fact that it's been coupled to you're investing in yourself as a, as a product to sell to employers to make you a more attractive investment. Cause that's what you do. That's all your CV is. It's, is it's a list of why you as a product, the, 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 you know, the things you've upgraded yourself with your education, what value you offer to them so they can extract surplus value from your labor. Like doing that to education has, is, it's as completely, it, it's delusional because then it's like, no, there can't be a point where everyone gets educated enough and everyone is skilled enough. So that just deletes all these social necess- no socially necessary jobs. You know, like the people are like, oh, well, if you don't like working at McDonald's, get a better job. Okay, so who's going to serve you at McDonald's then? If everyone who worked at McDonald's did that, then, well, you, you'd lose like a whole sector. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not... You I'm, know, I'm not saying that McDonald's closing yeah, would McDonald's, be a bad thing. McDonald's like, needs to survive the revolution. A, but th- yeah. that's my point. It's like, you want the thing. You want a coffee or you want, you want, a, you want a pint in a pub. Mm from someone who's really fucking low paid and has shit terms and conditions. But they don't, they want robots to do it. Do you know what I mean? They want, they want it to come <laughs> yeah. out of a dumb yeah, waiter and go, here yeah. is your bitter. Yeah, boop, beep, <laughs> yeah. enjoy. Or they'll just try and do it, self-serve. But then people will just be yeah. employed supervising the self-serve. I love, just at the shop, there's just someone whose job is as, as full on as yeah, doing yeah, 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 yeah. the checkout yeah, yeah. because the machines don't work. <laughs> and I was wondering, there'll be a point eventually where they just hire a machine that just regularly goes, I don't know why it's doing that. Let me reset it. <laughs> you just press the button and it goes, sorry, yeah. I don't know why it won't work. I, I'm imagining that they just install an arm on the back of every self-service checkout thing mm. so that when you put your rucksack on the thing and it do, the weight doesn't quite tally up and the guy who normally just comes over and goes, oh, sound, and then just hits one button, there's actually a huge... Uh, yeah. you know like an eight foot mechanical arm and it's just got a finger on it and when that thing comes up you just go and it just goes oh yeah sorry mate and it just smashes it on the screen yeah Beep. sorry mate yeah it's been yeah. like this all day yeah and, then- but it, and it's one arm on a rail that goes like yeah and the rail is so complicated and the machinery is so sophisticated they need to empl- employ 40 more staff just to maintain it <laughs> <laughs> and they're all doing it remote from home they're all uh, they're all think they're playing a game they think they're playing like a pachinko or something Think they're playing just a seaside grabber remotely. Yeah. And then you get some absolute mad dad who's like, 
playing it like roller coaster tycoon trying to build a roller coaster where everyone dies <laughs> yeah they're trying to make it fix everyone's self-checkout machine errors but so it lines up with um queens don't stop me now <laughs> <laughs> yeah gonna, gonna screen capture this sticker on youtube <laughs> <laughs> now that's skilled labor <laughs> <laughs> Mandatory Redistribution Party was created and produced by Sean Morley and Jack Evans. Our title theme was created by Ella Jean, additional music from Jack Evans. If you enjoy Mandatory Redistribution Party, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple to help others find us, or you can support us on Patreon. The subject matter of this episode is also touched upon in my stand-up special entitled Work, which you can listen to for free as a Mando's app if you scroll back far enough. Uh, Thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Hope you're doing all right. See you.